0: I want to read to you this morning for Mother's Day from Proverbs 31. The very famous portion of scripture. It's known as the wife of noble character. And uh, let's read this together. A wife of noble character. Who can find? Question mark. Keep that in mind. We'll come back to that question. She's worth far more than rubies. Her husband has full confidence in her and lacks nothing of value. She brings him good, not harm all the days of her life. She selects wool and flax and works with eager hands. She's like the merchant ships, bringing her food from afar. She gets up while it is still dark. She provides food for her family and portions for her servant girls. File that verse in your head. We're going to come back to that one. She considers a field and buys it. Out of her earnings, she plants a vineyard. She sets about her work vigorously. Her arms are strong for her tasks. She sees that her trading is profitable, and her lamp does not go out at night. In her hand, she holds the distaff and grasps the spindle with her fingers. She opens her arms to the poor. She extends her hands to the needy. When it snows, she has no fear for her household, for all of them are clothed in scarlet. She makes coverings for her bed. She is clothed in fine linen and purple. Her husband is respected at the city gate where he takes a seat among the elders of the land. She makes linen garments and sells them and supplies the merchants with sashes. She is clothed with strength and dignity. She can laugh at the days to come. She speaks with wisdom and faithful instruction is on her tongue. She watches over the affairs of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children arise and call her blessed. Did your children do that to you this morning? Did they arise and say, blessed art thou, mother? (laughs) What about your husband? Did he praise you? Because this husband says, many women do noble things, but you surpass them all. There's a morning greeting for your wife. (laughs) Charm is deceptive, he writes, and sadly, ladies, beauty is fleeting. But a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Give her the reward she has earned and let her works bring her praise at the city gates. Now it's interesting uh, ministering to uh, so many wonderful women in and, and our church and all these great moms and stuff. But it doesn't take long for any pastor to realize and recognize one thing. That seems to stand, about, stand out about many women, and this is, is a generality, but it's a generality because it's generally true, and that is this, that many, many women tend to feel very guilty about everything, guilty about not being the perfect mom, doing everything just exactly right, not being able to handle all The things that are thrown at her feet, it seems like, every day. Even reading portions of scripture like this make a lot of women feel very badly because they look at this lady and go, holy cow, look what she does. So many struggle with the idea that they just can't measure up to all the expectations that are on her. Although many of these expectations are not given by her husband or her children, but but by society and oftentimes just by herself. You know, you would think that a woman who has a very involved husband that helps carry the load, particularly with the children, would make a lot of women feel better, wouldn't you think? But recent studies have shown that that's not exactly the case. I read this. This is from a a report on Fox News uh, on March 19th. Here's the title, Helpful Dads Damage Mother's (laughs) Self-Esteem. It says the competence of diligent dads helping out at home apparently is damaging the self-esteem of moms who feel caught between the struggle of work and traditional child-rearing roles, This is according to a new study revealed by Live Science. It says the University of Texas at Austin researchers found that among mothers who thought their partners were competent caregivers, the more time those fathers spent alone with the children, helping out with the children, the lower the mother's self-competence rating was. I read this and thought, oh my goodness, you just cannot win. They're mad if you don't help, and then they're depressed if you do. (laughs) It's because so many women have this picture in their heads that they should be doing everything. Even when men try to step in and offer to bring in outside help into the home, women are very resistant to it. Many women, this would include my darling redhead, refuse their husband's offers to bring in a housekeeper because these women feel obligated to clean the house before the housekeeper gets there. (laughs) See, your head's nodding up. Now, y'all are nuts. Good grief. I don't know of a man on the face of the earth that if he calls a lawn service would diligently mow the lawn and trim it out perfectly so that the lawn service won't think badly of his lawn. Man. <laughs> How many of you would, admit it, you'd hate it to have a, lo- a house cleaning service come over because you'd want to clean before they got there. Let me see your hand. Look at these crazy people. Look all over the place. Good grief. Then, of course, there's this Proverbs 31 woman that we just read about that many Christian women get frustrated by because they feel they cannot live up to this standard of the Proverbs 31 woman. And as amazing as this woman is, many women actually exaggerate what she is and make it say things that it doesn't say at all. I had a woman once come into my office sat down and she was at the point of tears I said, what's wrong? She says, I I just can't be the Proverbs 31 woman. I says, in what way? She says, "I, I should be home with my children all the time. I shouldn't be working outside the house. I should be home raising my children. That's what the Proverbs 31 woman is. I looked at her and said, have you ever read the Proverbs 31 woman? You know, it's interesting how oftentimes people will make statements like, the Bible says, and then blah, 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 blah. And then everybody just takes it at face value. I know of many Christian leaders and teachers who have made comments like, women should not be working outside the home. They should be with their children like it says in Proverbs 31. You know, it's amazing. If you say something wrong and you keep repeating it over and over again, at some point it becomes fact to people. Listen to me. Don't just take anybody who says the Bible says blah, 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 hook, line, and sinker. Go read it for yourself. That includes me. I told uh, at the women's conference that we just had, the butt-kicking women's conference. That was a fabulous conference that we had last weekend. And boy, the city's just been buzzing ever since, hasn't it? (laughs) That was fun. But I talked about this lady that I had come speak uh, to the women. She's a single uh, girl, Wendy Meredith from uh, Scottsdale, Arizona. She's currently doing some mission work in uh, Mexico. And I told the group that I had met her, even though I'd never heard her speak in fact, she was scared to death coming here to speak, but she did an amazing job. She was kind of like the surprise hit of the conference. But the reason I invited her is I was at a missions conference in Scottsdale. I was invited to speak to these missionaries. And I was sitting at a table uh, in between sessions, and I'm pontificating as I am very oft given to do. And I'm saying, you know, we need to do this, and we need to do this. And the Bible says this about, the and then she starts giving me crap. Giving me a hard time. so oh, I don't agree with that. And I said, what? And then I gave her something. And then she gave it back and forth. And I thought, I really like this lady. <laughs> but it wasn't just that she was giving me a hard time. She was challenging me with the scriptures. Because I would say, the Bible says such and such. And she'd say, well, that's true. But the Bible also says, blah, blah, blah. I said, but then it says such and such. And she says, but then it says blah, blah, blah. We're back and forth. And I thought, I like this lady because she knew who she was and she knew the scriptures. And it's good to wrestle like that. To be challenged. You don't to be afraid of someone who would challenge your thinking. Oh, heaven forbid. Particularly if we're challenging it with the scriptures. You know, the Bible talks about, or uh, tells a story in the book of Acts. The book of Acts in the New Testament is kind of like the history of the New Testament. When Christianity first started spreading. And the apostles would go everywhere, and they're preaching the gospel here and there and here and there, and all kinds of people came to faith. But they came to this city called Berea. And the Bible says the apostles got up and they preached blah, 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 blah. But the Bereans didn't just take it at face value. It says they went and they studied the scriptures for themselves to see whether or not what they were saying was true. And, of course, it was. They became believers. And the Bible praised them. They said that they were more noble than the former cities. They were more normal, more, more uh, admirable than the former cities. The former city just heard it and believed it. You think, well, that's great. Preachers should just preach. Everybody should just accept it, hook, line, and sinker. Not necessarily. It's more noble when you go and you study the Scriptures for yourself. Find out what the Bible really says For yourself. Just don't always take everything anybody says. And this is true of scriptures like Proverbs 31, where people say, well, Proverbs 31 says, then they just fill in the blanks, whether it really says it or not. I want us to take a closer look at Proverbs 31 to see, in fact, what does it really say about the ideal woman? A study of verse 13. I have my trusty little chart here. We're going to chart out some of this stuff. This is some of the stuff that he says about this ideal woman. It says, she selects wool and flax and works with eager hands. So, one of the first things we see about the ideal woman is that she makes stuff. Then it says, she's like the merchant ships, bringing her food from afar. She gets up while it is still dark, and she provides food for her family and portions for her servants' girls. Ooh, I like this. That means that she cooks. (laughs) Then we read this verse. She considers a field and buys it. This is called real estate. (laughs) And out of her earnings, she plants a vineyard. She goes out, she sees property, she buys the property, she makes money, turns a profit. Here is a woman who works outside the home. Again people say well, the bible power one says the woman shouldn't work outside what drugs are you on it says right there <laughs> verse 18 she sees that her trading is profitable so she makes money <laughs> how terrible And it says, and her lamp does not go out at night. Now, when I first read that, I thought, well, poor lady's not getting any sleep. (laughs) But then I reread it and went, no, 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 that's that's not what it says. It says that her trading is profitable. She's making money. She's making so much money that she can light her lamp at night and let it burn all night long. Now, this was an expensive commodity back in those days, lamp oil. A lot of people, they would just use that very sparingly and use it as little light as possible to make sure they extinguish it in order to save the oil. But this lady's making some serious jack. She likes her oil and just lets it burn all night long. So she makes lots of money. In her hand, she holds the distaff and grafts the spindle with her fingers. So she makes more stuff. She opens her arms to the poor and extends her hand to the needy so she volunteers. Nice lady. When it snows, She has no fear. Everybody say, no fear. She has no fear for her household, for all of them are clothed in scarlet. She does not worry. She makes coverings for her bed. She is clothed with fine linen and purple. She makes more stuff. her husband is respected at the city gate where he takes his seat among the elders of the land. So he sits on his butt. <laughs> Nothing unusual there. I guess we'll just keep moving. Yes. <laughs> he gets to. She's making a lot of money. Mason sitting on his butt. Verse 24, she makes linen garments sells them and supplies the merchants with sashes. She makes even more stuff and sells the stuff because she's making so much stuff. She sells the stuff and makes even more money. She's clothed with strength and dignity. She laughs at the days to come. So again, she does not worry. She speaks with wisdom. And faithful instruction is on her tongue. So she shares wisdom. She mentors those around her. She watches over the affairs of her household. Ooh. She even pays the bills. Just as one busy lady. And she does not eat the bread of idleness. This is one hard-working lady. Now, this is what the scripture says about this ideal woman. But remember the very, very first verse that he says before he lists this. He says, a wife of noble character, who can find, question mark, Even he's saying to find a woman who can do all these things is pretty rare. But I want you to notice some interesting things that he does not list. There is no mention of her taking care of the children. There's no mention of her teaching the children or homeschooling her children. We're not against that. I'm not criticizing. I'm just saying he doesn't say anything about it. There's no mention of her cleaning the house. Outrageous. <laughs> now do you remember verse 15? I try to remember verse 15. If she's doing all this, who's watching the kids and cleaning the house? The servant girls. Here's this lady had no problem hiring others to come and clean the joint. There's no mention of her being overtly spiritual, studying the scriptures for hours on end. There's no mention of her spending long periods of daily prayer. Again, not that any of that is bad, but even this lady didn't do it all. Again, if there's one thing that so many women struggle with and feel badly about is that they... Don't seem to be able to do everything. Let me encourage you this morning, ladies, on this Mother's Day. My message to you this morning is relax. Chill out. You don't have to do everything. You don't have to live under some guilt of people who walk around saying women shouldn't work outside the home. The Bible says women because clearly the Bible does not say that. Here's a lady, she's working out the side of home like crazy and making a whole bunch of money. But she didn't do it all. She didn't try to do it all. Now, does that mean all women have to do all these things? No, he's just using this a list of examples of a very productive women, woman. Some women, their joy of their heart, their gifts are not to do any of this and to spend all their time with their children great but then they feel guilty because they're not making money and then the women are making money feel guilty because they're not with their kids all day long just relax it'll be okay it's okay if you get out there and you're successful and you enjoy your job you say well pastor i i really want to be a stay-at-home mom okay then work towards that and pray and trust god that god will make that possible for you that's great there's nothing wrong with that it's fine it's perfect it's wonderful Or if you're a stay-at-home mom and you're going insane. (laughs) Seriously. Don't feel obligated that you have to do that. Some women, they just go nuts. They're home all day long. It's it's (laughs) it's amazing they're just not climbing the walls at the end. Some of them are just, ah. You know, maybe, mom, you shouldn't have to try to do everything. Maybe it would be good for you to find something else outside the home and take a break for a while. The reality is God gives different gifts to different people. And this idea that women have to do everything under the sun, many of whom are resistant even to help from others. Again, relax a little bit. Even if your husband happens to offer to help, let him help without correcting him. Every five seconds. (laughs) That's why a lot of guys don't help, quite frankly. They help and then they get criticized for helping. Reminds me, I came home one night late, running around, can't remember what I was doing. I walked in, I was hungry. Said to my wife, Can you make me something to eat? She said, Make it yourself. I said, come on. <laughs> she said, you're a boy, big boy, make it yourself. <sighs> so I got the pan out and started making something. Three seconds, she's over there saying, well, don't use that pan. <laughs> don't do it that way. Let you do it. <laughs> don't vacuum like that. Well, don't do it like that. You know, a lot of guys say, hey, you want to do it, you do it. Again, don't feel this horrible pressure. I know that women outside the Christian faith by and large in this country are running around desperately, desperately trying to do everything, working themselves in a seemingly early grave, trying to redeem themselves by their great efforts and works and trying to be the super moms. But let me encourage you, ladies. You are, chil- you are children of God. You are women of faith. You don't have to redeem yourself by doing everything. For you have already been redeemed by a God who loves you. Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world, died on that cross for you. You are already redeemed. You are already valuable you are already precious in his sight believe it or not when God looks at you he smiles and says I like this lady I like this lady you don't have to earn and create your own value you are valuable already right now for you have been bought with a great price you don't have to do everything now, that's a very familiar verse of Scripture. I believe it's in Philippians where Paul says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Are you familiar with that verse? Very familiar verses. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. But back up and read a verse or two before that. Because what Paul says is, I've learned the secret. I've learned the secret. i can got a secret. I learned it. Here's the secret. I've learned to be content in everything. Whether I have lots or little, whether I accomplish much or small, I've learned the secret to be content. And out of that contentment, he makes this statement. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me because it's not about me doing it Paul is basically saying I let God do what he wants to do through me be blessed this day ladies let go let God in your life he isn't expecting you to do everything to be everything you know what he's expecting you to do is to be the best you you can be To be content with the you that he has made you. Because if you can learn to be content with your gifts, your strengths, your abilities, your talents. You'll start to learn the secret that as far as everything else is concerned I can do all things through Christ. Who gives me strength. Because it's not about me. It's about him working through me. I'm going to invite the ushers at this time to come. And get ready to serve communion this morning and our musicians can come back up and prepare for our time of communion. You know, the Bible says that communion is a time of reflection. Now, we do two things with communion. First thing we do is we give an opportunity for people who don't know Christ to experience what we've been talking about. We're going to do that in just a second, but... For those of us who are already believers, I mean, we all pray together to help those who are taking their first step. It's not like we all need to get saved every week. All right? We've been saved. If you've been experiencing Christ in your life, you've been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. For us, for the believers who take communion, this is really the most important part, it's a time of reflection. We should reflect on what we just heard. Where am I with the message that I just heard today? This morning as you reflect On this thank God for his kindness and grace in your life thank him for his forgiveness and realize that it's his love that gives you value not what you do it's his grace in your life that makes you the wonderful precious person you are now maybe you're here this morning and You've never really experienced God's forgiveness in your life. A lot of what we're talking about is totally new and strange to you. I have good news for you. If you're willing to turn away from what you know is wrong in your life and put your faith in Christ, you can begin to experience God's forgiveness in your life this morning. That's what we reflect on when we take communion. His body broken for us so we could be whole. His blood shed so we could have forgiveness of sins. Jesus, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. I'm going to invite everyone to bow your heads in a word of prayer and I'm going to invite you to pray along with me. I'm going to say a prayer and if you'll believe this prayer from the bottom of your heart you can begin to take your first steps of faith this morning and really experience God's forgiveness in your life. Let's pray this together. Say, Dear Jesus I believe you are the Son of God and that you loved me so much you went to the cross and you took my punishment. I ask you to come into my life And to forgive me of my sins, sins. I now surrender to you. Amen.